Welcome to the Business as Mission podcast, dedicated to those who long to see God glorified in business and the nations reached for Christ. Your host is Mike Bayer, longtime BAM leader and founder of Third Path Initiative, an online education resource for starting and growing BAM businesses around the world. Well, welcome to another episode of the Business as Mission podcast. I'm your host, Mike Bear, and uh, we're here with a, a really dear friend of mine that I met years ago in Australia, uh, Heather Maloney from Contact Point. And she'll tell us what that means in just a minute, but we had a chance to reach out to Heather recently and ask her if she would join us and just share share the story of what you're doing and what she feels called to do in her company for, you told me, I think the, the last almost 16 years. So That's right. Yeah. 15 and a half years. We started yeah. in May. Well, um, well, listen, welcome. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you. Um, thank you. Heather, thank Heather you and I much. met when I was, I was doing a business's mission conference organization called Create in Melbourne. And she and a bunch of us spent a lot of time eating together and getting to know each other and laughing together and sharing what God was doing in business. So this is exciting to me just to be able to chat with you. And so uh, Heather, again, welcome. And so tell us, uh, if you will, uh, just a little bit about what is Contact Point? You know, what is the business? How in the world do you get into that? So Contact Point is about helping businesses to be the contact point in their industry using technology. So um, our slogan really is technology to grow. And we help businesses to grow through technology that is customer facing. So that's websites, mobile apps, digital marketing, and um, and more recently, we build SaaS products as well. So it's a technology company. I got into that because I've always been into technology. I love it. I've got some masters in tech. But after many years of working in large corporates and small businesses before that, but particularly in the, the large corporates um, where often you kind of felt like you had to sell your soul. I decided that I just couldn't do that anymore and I wanted to take the things that I'd learned in large corporations about technology and enable help small businesses to grow using technology and do that in an agile way, in a way that was cost effective for small business. But really the main reason that I wanted to start my own business was because um, I wanted to have the flexibility to share my faith And I wanted to be able to control the environment in which I worked and have it congruent with my faith because the pressure um, here is to not share your faith, is to, you know, have to put up with all manner of, you know, godlessness in your work. And I just, it just, I just can't stand it. So basically I wanted to have flexibility to share my faith and, um, and, yeah, and the ability to choose the sort of work I did and the environment that I worked in. To me, that's a great story because it's one that virtually every business owner that's a Christian should be able to tell. I don't think they all say that. I don't. I think there are a lot of, of Christians in business who have started businesses for other reasons. I mean, they may want to share their faith, but that was your core purpose was to be able to create, as, as we were emailing back and forth, an environment where people could could begin to meet Jesus. Real quickly, let me give everybody your website because I know somebody's going to want to check you out just for business. It's uh, okay. it, it's uh, contactpoint.com.au. So That's check it out. It'll be in the show notes, uh, but I, I want you to have a chance to check out Heather's site and know that uh, they do amazing work. So Heather, when you, when you wanted to start this, but you did start this business in order to have a you wanted to share your faith, but then you went further. You said, I want to create an environment 
where people are comfortable, where they're, they're uh, these are my words, their defenses kind of come down a little bit. They feel loved and accepted. Talk a little bit about that, because I know that that's your passion. And, and I, I can say that's your gift. When I first met you and your husband, Nigel, uh, and we had dinner one night after the conference, and both of you are just the people that make the other person feel absolutely at ease. So talk talk about that that dream and that environment. Well, yeah, so I actually put together our values and vision after a few years because I figured that that was a good thing to do and it helped me to <laughs> communicate that to people and, and keep reminding people about that. So in presenting these values, so now I take my team through it um, about every six months and those values I explain to them are come out of my Christian background, my Christian faith. And uh, and so it's about integrity, about professionalism, about doing rewarding work and doing good. And so I talk a lot there about, you know, everyone's opinion and skills being valued. Everyone is equal. Everyone is, you know, really encouraged to be themselves. And then the doing good work is that we won't do work for um, gambling organisations, we won't do work for adult, we won't do work for, there's a few others, I can't think off the top of my head what they are. But um, so basically, we, um, we make sure that we're doing things that they're not going to be offended or affected by that are doing good things for the world as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, you know, the fact that I share those values and people understand that it invites uh, them to, I guess, at least have the opportunity to ask me about that if they're interested. And similarly, you know, I share that with my clients at the appropriate time and I'm happy to discuss that with my clients as well. And, you know, occasionally I'll have a new employee who will, you know, want to blaspheme and I'll correct them. No, we don't do that here. We're very respectful of other people, including you know, Christians and uh, because I'm Christian and uh, so, you know, I don't tolerate that. So, yeah, so that's kind of how I guess the conversation starts and uh, and just making sure that we're, you know, being professional is really important and some of our values are about keeping our commitments. So what you say you're going to do, you do every time, you know, honesty, you know. So if we do something wrong and and, um, and and the client's affected, we tell the client that that's what's happened. So, we, you know, honesty and integrity is really important um, to me and to us and the way we run our business. So, you know, sometimes we'll have clients who leave, um, but nearly every time they come back because they'll go somewhere else and they'll realise, oh, wow, actually, um, when, you know, Heather and her team said they'll do something. They did it, and um, and yeah, they you know they're not full of hype and promises that they don't really deliver on. You know, so it reminds me a lot of, of Daniel when I you know this when I was in Australia the first time and I was uh, on a book tour for the original Businesses Mission uh, book, and uh, many of the folks in the, in the audience came to me afterwards and said, "Look, we like what you're saying, but most of us are not entrepreneurs. Most of us are employees." And they use a term you're familiar, you're familiar with as 2IC, right? We're second yep. in command, which it took me a while to figure that one out. <laughs> right. Uh, so I, I anyway, I, I, I started doing a study on Daniel and Joseph as those who were, in fact, second in command. And I saw in Daniel's life in particular, chapter six, that his work and his character were, were excellent, were consistently excellent to the point that even his enemies, they said, the only way we're going to find a way to ensnare him is his faith. And that's yeah. what I hear you describing, right? That the, the work being done, it, it speaks for itself. And yeah. knowing that that not all of your employees are currently followers of Jesus, 
how do they embrace that? Do they, do they push back? Are they, it sounds like they, they love it because they see the goodness in it. Yeah. It's interesting because some of our staff are Buddhist, some of them Hindu, some of them are no religion, some of them are grew up as Catholics and, and you know, not really sure anymore or sort of think, no, nah, no, nah, I don't want that. So, um, yeah, so we have some interesting discussions for sure. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, and so, yeah, and, and I think some have actually go, well, yeah, so we hear that, we understand that's what Heather is. And I'm my hope is that it's a, a good witness for Christ because that's obviously what I want to be. And I know that um, that some have actually, I guess, moved much more towards Christ because of it. And others have just said, Heather, no, stop asking me to go to church. <laughs> I mean, I don't ask them very often, but certainly around Christmas time, which is just coming yeah. up, I, I do. Yeah, but but others have said, no, Heather, I, I, I really, you know, like, that's fine, but... Um, but I'm staying with you because of your leadership and because of the vision that you have and because you're a good leader. So I've had others say to me specifically, look, I've been burnt by other leaders who haven't done the wrong thing, who've been running businesses in a bad way. And I I value the way you run the business. And that's why I want to come under your leadership. Yeah. And, and, and that's, I mean, that's, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people don't know a lot about Australia, but the overwhelming majority of Australians do not profess to be evangelical Christians. The yes. last number I heard was less than 6% actually do. And I don't know if that's, that's a current number, but it's not a huge percentage. So Christianity stands out differently than, say, in the United States, uh, where everybody still yeah. says they're a Christian, whether they are or not. But it goes back to what you chose to do was to run a business, to lead a business that was God first, people focused, built on integrity and excellence. I mean, that is, nobody can argue with that. I mean, it, it, it's real. And, and I respect the fact that you're not pushing them to make a decision. I mean, after all, you are the boss, you know, you, 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 you could arm twist, you could, you know, you could use. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, we couldn't hear because that's legislated against. That would be, that would get me in jail. Yeah. Well, I'd come visit you, but I, I, I know that there's so many people that use and they leverage position and influence and people feel that they don't like it. They don't feel, no, they don't feel right. pressured. Uh, they want to they meet Jesus, you know, in reality. And a lot of times you know, the kind of company you're running is what makes it happen. And I know that it is happening. It will happen. What's been your biggest challenge in trying to lead a company that is I'll say openly Christian, but not advertised as Christian, where many of the many of the employees have not yet decided to follow Christ or may may never decide to follow Christ. What's been the biggest challenge of that? Because and the reason I'm asking that is so many Christian CEOs try to surround themselves with other believers mm-hmm. and, and they don't have the the you know the real mixed group that I think is what we're supposed to have. The biggest challenge, I guess, has been when you, when I take a stand and I know that that's being kind of laughed at by some members of the team, but you just got to live with that. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. The, the snicker factor, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. But it is the way it is. Right. And like you say, yeah. you just accept it and you move on. Let's take a quick break here. And Mike and Heather will be right back. What has been your yeah. greatest joy so far? Yes. So um, I, I'm 
really, really blessed that one of our team has come to faith and that was just incredible. And so that was, yeah, and, and so you mentioned before about the, you know, the authority, you're the boss kind of thing. So I was really concerned that it was, you know, possibly something to do with that. But mm. um, no, to see that person really blossom in their own faith and really take that on in a, in a, in a situation that's actually very difficult for them in their own personal life as well has just been amazing. And it kind of reminds you that this faith that we have, this amazing God that we follow and believe in, that, that it's the most important thing in life. And to see someone else come to that realisation and find you know, the true God and and Christ as their saviour is there's just nothing like it. Mm. And uh, yeah, so that's been awesome. I suspect every every Christian CEO listening to this podcast would would say a hearty amen to that. So you um we were talking earlier and I don't want to push too hard on this, but things have been really tough in Australia and especially tough in the province or the state of Victoria, where you live, uh, Heather's yeah. in the Melbourne, greater Melbourne, Melbourne area, beautiful area, by the way, my favorite part of Australia. Sorry, Sydney. Sorry, Brisbane. Um, I really do like it there very much, but, but it's been through a really difficult time with COVID with the lockdowns and now with vaccine pressures and so forth. Mm. And we were talking earlier just about the, a little bit about the role of the church, the role of Christians in a time like this, share a little bit of, of what's going on. I'm not, I don't want to get political and I don't, I don't want to get negative, but I, I want the reason I want to go there is because you 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 have a courage and a depth of conviction that it, I find somewhat rare globally these days. And so I want people to hear a little bit of what we were talking about mm. earlier. Yeah. The, so the vaccine, the vaccine came by, I think, as the way to get out of the, you know, the, the lockdowns in the state. And unfortunately, that's evolved into a, a mandate situation, which I find abhorrent because surely my body, my choice, that's one of the slogans that is yes. running around. Yeah. Surely people should be able to have a conscience decision. So Martin Isles from the Australian Christian Lobby has talked very articulately more than I could about how God actually speaks to us through our conscience. And so if you know, God is saying to you not to have the vaccine through our conscience, like through that, that's what I just, I, I don't feel that I should be having it. Then surely the state in overruling us listening to our conscience is overruling us listening to God. And so we should be able to have a conscience decision and, and get an exemption from having a vaccine based on medical reasons or based on conscience. And that has been taken away from us. The only way you can not have a vaccine is if you die. And I'm sorry, I'm not kidding. So, so based on that, it, it's just horrendous. And then we have most of the church as complying with that and saying, oh, well, that's what the government says. So, you know, you can't come to our service unless you're double vaccinated. And I think that that's just so wrong. So, you know, how can you turn someone away from the church because they're not vaccinated, because they're not anything? We're meant to welcome the leper. And, you know, people who haven't got double vaccination now, I'm sure are feeling like lepers. It's horrendous. It's just truly horrendous. And anyway, I won't get on my hobby horse, but I think <laughs> that um, the churches, I believe, should be saying, no, no, sorry, government, we will meet anyway. We will accept anyone. 
we are not going to put these rules on. But unfortunately, I don't know any churches here who are taking that stand. They're complying. Yeah, it's a, um, it's just, and, and I, like I said, I don't want to be political and I don't want you to get political. It's just been an amazing thing to watch globally and to, and to see people like yourself that, you know, whether you're vaccinated or not to me is not my business. It's not really the relevant point. It's the freedom of choice. And more importantly, it, it, it's being able to stand up and say, I'm going to follow Christ, right? Yeah. And, and we're, we're, being, we're finding believers being put in a place where they're having, in, at least in their own mind, they're having to choose between Christ and the state. And that's, that's an incredibly yeah. untenable position yeah. to be in. So yeah, thanks, thanks we've also on that. Yeah, no, my pleasure. And we've also just recently had more legislation rushed through our government here, which is going to make it even more difficult for, say, a Christian school to insist on the workers being Christian or even allowing to request that. So mm-hmm. it's getting tougher and tougher here to, um, yeah, even, even a Christian school. How can you stop a Christian school from requiring their employees to be Christian? Well, that's what's coming through here. Yeah, well, we're we're seeing we're seeing the same thing here, and I think around the world this seems to be more and more common. So, so let me. Um, but thanks for that. I, that. That's I know that's a touchy subject, and I don't want to press too deep on it because you and I could go on forever in this podcast. <laughs> that's would, right. Would, would handle m- many, many different multiple times of commute. That's what we were designed for. One last thing to, to I guess to get to is that when we're talking about businesses' mission, and I know when I reached out to you and asked you to do the the podcast, and you didn't use these words, but I felt like part of your first response was, but but I haven't left home. I haven't gone overseas. And I think there's a, a, a common belief in the Western church in particular, Australia, New Zealand, the UK, the United States, Canada, and so forth, that, that feel like if you haven't left home, you know, whatever, gone overseas, whatever that means, and you're not really doing business as mission, you're doing something else. And, and I remember thinking about a friend of mine in, in Jakarta, Indonesia, he's a Chinese business guy there. And, and, you know, he asked me, he said, but I was born here, what they call Indonesian born Chinese, IBC. And he said, I, I was born here. I haven't, I haven't gone overseas. Can I do business as mission? And I was in a, this is years ago. And I was in this dilemma about, you know, well, it's Indonesia. Of course you can. And I thought, well, wait a minute. He's asking the same question that everybody ought to be asking. And, and so when I, as I process that, I realized, you know, business's mission is not about where you go. It's about what you do where you are. And, and it is that seamless integration of the gospel, of the kingdom, of a faithful witness for Christ. Do you ever feel pressure? So I, 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 that's one of the reasons I wanted you on this, because you're, you are doing business's mission and you haven't left Melbourne. Yeah. You know, and I know there are some people out there that are going, well, that doesn't make sense. Well, it totally makes sense when you're living out the gospel in your work. Have you ever felt pressure or have you ever felt anybody look at you sideways? Like if you were really serious, you'd go do this in Africa or you'd go do this in, in Asia somewhere? Well, I was actually an elder of a church for three years during running my business and they had a mission group and their mission group was very much of the view that mission was overseas and so there was this great uproar during my time there about trying to change that and recognize that no mission can also be here in Australia somewhere but I absolutely fully agree with you Mike that that there is so much lost right at our doorstep if we're not doing mission here where we are where we work why are we 
trying to start where we are. And then once we've explored and done as much as we can where we are, then let's look at going overseas where you've got to do a whole lot more effort to actually make any difference at all. So, yeah, actually, that's my view. <laughs> no, I, th- that's, I think that's right. I mean, why would we think we would do it somewhere else when we're not doing it at home, right? And I think it goes back to, you know, we're, our calling is to walk with Christ. And if he leads us to, to, to live in Melbourne and, and to do IT work there, great. If he, if he leads us to go to Thailand or, or Vietnam, great. It, yeah. We're, yeah. You know, let's not have these artificial distinctions. Uh, they're just as bad as the vaccinated and the unvaccinated, right? Yeah, that's but, right. Yeah, in, It's in, all mission. It's all mission. It's all mission. Exactly yeah. right. And the kingdom isn't yeah. the national thing at all. Yeah. So Heather, and I think also, sorry, one more thing on oh, that. I think please. also it's really important that we don't see our faith as being what we do on Sunday in our Bible studies and in our, oh, I go to this thing on the weekend to help the, you know, the, the vulnerable. I think it's really important that we know that it's in everything we're doing. That's how we're meant to be living our faith. And so I just see the business as, as just another aspect of living out my faith. And again, I, in some church environments, I've found that, you know, me saying to people, oh, yeah, I run my own business and, you know, blah, blah, especially being a woman, that that's seen as, oh, how could you be so godless, you know? It's like, hang on a minute, <laughs> hang on a minute. No, no, it's just life, you know. Why is it because I'm an employer that actually I'm less, you know, kingdom-minded? In fact, I'm trying to have more impact. That's why I'm an employer, not yeah. less. So, yeah, that's that's been very challenging and, and there's definitely, yeah, there's definitely some areas of the church where, you know, the employer is seen to be the money-loving um, part of society. Yeah, yeah, you're you're an entrepreneur. You must be selfish. Yeah, yeah, that's right. What a, what a beautiful way of saying that, though, right? That you are you're seeing your CEO ship, your your company ownership as a stewardship. It, it's a yes it's a privilege given you by God, and you're using it for His glory. And that Absolutely. whether a person is quote domestic or quote international doesn't matter. Right. Not the faithfulness is what matters. And, and yeah. that's that's why I wanted so much wanted to have this conversation, because I wanted our listeners to hear you don't look. I love overseas. You and I've talked about this. I'm passionate about the yeah. unreached, particularly in Central Asia. But you don't have to go overseas to be a faithful kingdom business person. And you've proven that. And yeah. we're, we're going to say so. Let me let me give you the last shot and then we'll we'll, we'll say goodbye. Um, what's next for contact point? Well, yeah, so I, um, you know, occasionally over the years, you know, it's tough running a business. It's tough and sometimes lonely. And uh, from time to time, I'll say to God, okay, God, you know, I know that, you know, this was the right thing for me to do, but I think now probably I need to do something else. You know, clearly I'm not having enough impact here. I should do something else. And whenever I say that to God, within days, I have umpteen opportunities to share my faith and I go, all righty then, I'll keep on doing, on doing. So for the foreseeable future, yeah, we'll just keep on keeping on. And I love what we're doing when we're helping businesses to use technology to grow. It's what we're all about. And and so, um, yeah, no change really in the foreseeable future. We'll just keep on trying to work through this crazy pandemic and um, keep going and being productive and profitable and, and uh, trying to help our clients to be the same. Well said. Well, thank you, Heather Maloney. It's been great to see you. Great to chat with you. Thank you very much. All the best. And uh, 
again, to the, to the listeners, if you want to learn more about uh, Heather's company, take out contactpoint.com.au. And uh, they, who knows, they might have a service that would benefit your business. I'm sure your clients are all over the world. So please, please feel free to check them out. It's in the, it's in the show notes. And uh, I hope to have you back and hear more what's going on, Heather. But thank you and God bless. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Mike. Thanks for listening to the Business as Mission podcast. For more information, go to thirdpathinitiative.com or tryventure.com. Please share this podcast and give us a review wherever you listen.